Tim Chang was born in 1991 and proudly admits to knowing nothing about anything that happened before 2003. Sheltered, innocent, and unaware, this is one man's attempt to show Tim Chang the wonders of the world around him. This is The Education of Tim Chang with your host, Josh Simpson. Hello and welcome to the education of Chim Chang. Chim Chang. That's not his name. That's not remotely his name. Wrong podcast. Uh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for the podcast, The Education of Tim Chang. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, that, yes. Does that, does that help out? That is right. And okay. you, of course, are today's guest, Mel Cohen. It's actually Cowan. Mel Cowan. You can't get you know, any fucking, this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Uh, did a lot of research for this one. <laughs> no, it's you know, funny. as soon as I said it, I knew it. No, no, uh, uh, it would make so much Cowan. more sense if it was Cohen, because then it wouldn't be Cowan. Cowan, which is yeah. the name of a fucking animal, like a barnyard animal. <laughs> I don't know why. The, the that's that's the, like yeah, and I could be mistaken for a Jew. <laughs> uh, well, I learned something. I thought your last name was Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, most people do. Most people Cowan. 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 Yeah, it's Cowan. Cowan. Yeah, we did it. My God. Uh, <laughs> say hi, Tim Chang. Hello. And this is a podcast where uh, myself and my friends uh, teach Tim Chang about the wonders of the world around him. Okay? Uh, you get the idea. So, uh, how's it going, Tim Chang? Uh, it's going well. It's gone well. Yes. Uh, I like that. I, I, like, I, I want to point out, it's a very small thing. He didn't say, it's going good. Yeah. It's going good. He actually said it correctly. He used... Uh, use correct grammar. That's right. Yes. Use, use grammar correctly would probably hey. be an, an even better way to say that. Tim Chang is book smart. I'll, I'll tell mm-hmm. you that much. He mm-hmm. is book smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so he yeah. looked at me like a Socially, <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not that You're not that terrible. Uh, Tim Chang and I just went to New York City for the Del Close Marathon. Mm-hmm. I was there as well. It was yeah. a good time. We did real a show together. Yeah, we did. We did. It was real sweaty and drunk uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, had a good time. Tim Chang, takeaways. What was your favorite thing about New York? Um, just, just being there. I mean, the place is amazing. It's like, like I like just looking up at that place. Like just the buildings. Uh, I enjoy just hearing the taxis and honking. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I just it's you did nice. say that you by the end you were kind of sick of it though. Yeah, yeah. Like because um, I've I've went like the past three years. So like I after like the after like Monday I went home on Tuesday I was just like oh man I'm kind of tired. Well, and, and DCM uh, does take it out of you. It's a very mm-hmm. specific way to do New York City, uh, yeah. uh, and some might say a very dumb way to do New yeah. York City. It's <laughs> like so. What did you do in New York? I spent a lot of time in a, an underground basement, if you will, like a <laughs> basement, mm-hmm. uh, uh, crammed in with a bunch of people. Uh, watching other people do improv, and then and then by that point, the person you're talking to is 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 gone. Yeah. <laughs> gone. They have no interest in talking to you any further because they're talking to a crazy person. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, mostly watching my friends from LA do improv. Right, <laughs> right. It's like the, yeah. you mean the you mean the friends that you could watch uh, right now, pretty much anytime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Those friends. Got it. Got it. Yeah, you're stupid. You're yeah. you're bad at New York City. Uh, uh, but it's but it's probably it's fun. It is super it's fun. fun. Yeah. Tim Chang at you just at the after at the the last party uh, the what is it the last night the party on the last night told me yeah. that he thinks he's he, that he's 
he's kind of seen New York City. He thought he saw it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that okay. Was my favorite. Okay. Kinda, I was okay. kind of over it. I guess <laughs> over it. I've seen it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that, and the thing is, yeah, like you've been there twelve days, probably <laughs> twelve days collectively over the, over three years, probably in about I'm guessing like a twelve block radius of. <laughs> Uh, the lower uh, what west side Chelsea, Chelsea area. Yeah. That's actually not um, fair. He did go to the NBA store. Oh, okay. Well, gosh. I mean, yeah. Like, what? Like, why? Why ever go back? I feel like you've you've really like. Have you considered writing a book on the city yet? Yeah, you know, I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just a lot like, of inspiration. Really, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dig dig into those insights. I'm 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 looking forward to that. Midnight at the Little Theater in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. It's good. I mean, it's a good title. It's a good. It sounds like a memoir. <laughs> Now, my favorite thing about this whole... <laughs> my favorite thing that I discovered about Tim Chang in New York City... We did share a hotel room together. It's mm-hmm. a great hotel room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gotta give kudos to Tim Chang for that. Not gonna give the name of it because <laughs> I want to stay there next year. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, Tim Chang sleeps in a tiny little ball. Um, like a... Like a like a hamster ball? <laughs> no, like in like himself, like in like mm. the, in ex, in an extreme fetal position. Is how I would describe <laughs> Interesting. it. Interesting. Interesting. Really, but to explain that, it was really cold in the hotel room, uh, <laughs> and I only had like one blanket. But normally, I'd sleep with my legs out. So you you don't sleep like that. I don't sleep like a little ball. It's just not one. Cold, but when you're cold, you you turn into this 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 weird little uh, uh, yeah. Like a cancun, a c- cocoon. Yeah, like a cancun. I wish I'd gotten a cancun, cocoon. A cocoon. I wish I'd gotten a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> After uh, and each morning, you emerge like a butterfly. <laughs> yeah. Just not as bright, I guess. Not as mm-hmm. <laughs> not as much spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that all that stuff off our chest. <laughs> Mel Cowan, Tim Chang. Yeah, we're about to do a podcast. Those are, the, those are the people. Those yeah. are the people in the room. <laughs> yeah, got it right. Uh, cool. So today, Tim Chang. Uh, we're going to be going over the band. Oh man, it sounds so vague. <laughs> it, it it does sound vague, but it's not. Mm. It's not. Uh, uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be fun to talk about. A rock and roll group called The Band. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you're right. It does sound vague. Uh, I guess, and, and they they meant that they meant they meant that was that was by design. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they. Uh, uh, Early um, names that they were trying to uh, get their uh, label to accept included the Crackers and the Honkies. Uh, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. They didn't uh, buy that. Um, but it came out of uh, a very specific association with another artist who we can talk about, uh, uh, Bob Dylan, uh, um, who uh, these guys worked with him. They became his band. Blah blah blah. The name stuck. Cool. But so we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, a little bit, but mm-hmm. that does that does bring me to, I, yeah, it's good to start with Bob Dylan. Uh, Tim Chang, Bob Dylan's come up on this podcast before. Yeah, I thought it was Bob Marley. Yep. Different. So Bob Bob Dylan is white. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's cool. Uh-huh. Yep. Are you familiar at all? Like, do you you know any Bob Dylan songs? No, I just know a lot of people like him, but um, mm-hmm. I never gave him a listen. So. He's probably one of those guys that uh, um, has been around long enough that you've you've absorbed bits and pieces of, of his stuff, even if you you wouldn't necessarily know. Oh, that's a Bob Dylan song. Mm-hmm. You've one thousand percent heard a Bob Dylan song at some point in your in your existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, it's totally possible that you that you uh, um, you know you're, you're not familiar. It's okay. Um, okay, so he's a folk singer. Uh huh. Started out as a folk. Started off. That's right. Started out. Yeah. As a folk Started off as a folk singer. The reason I bring up folk music is because uh, 
Bob Dylan was a folk singer, is was considered widely a folk singer, and then he went on tour uh, with a full band, right? Am I fucking this up? No, 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 not at all. Uh, like, like basically the the transition for, for Bob Dylan, who uh, mm-hmm. um, was kind of this darling of the folk movement. Like he. Uh, um, uh, one, you know, one of their early albums, the Freewheel and Bob Dylan, and it was beautiful acoustic. Uh, um, uh, a, a lot of times, just him and a guitar. Uh, um, you know, he he moved more into you know bigger instrumentation, wh- whatever. But like that was his identity. That was his thing, and uh, and had an enormous fan base because of it. In uh, uh, I guess it was sixty seven. I think right? it was a little earlier than that. 66? Yeah. Yeah, no, was, you, no you're right. So it was 66. Uh, um, he made a decision to uh, start playing electric, ele- just like literally just plugging in, and uh, uh, was just interested in, in kind of basically playing rock and roll. Uh, uh, but because he had such, he had such a um, rabid fan base, these, uh, all these folk purists that had kind of either grown up with folk music or kind of came to love folk music through him regarded this as heresy they regarded this as a you know as as uh, uh, um, uh, uh, evil I mean they yeah. hated it they fucking hated it and uh, 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 there is uh, which I think I think Josh is gonna play for us yeah there's a great uh, um, recording of him at is it is in, he's in Manchester Manchester right? uh, um, where one of his it, it was not his first but it was one of his earliest uh, uh, time, you know uh, uh, electric outings mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we can play it for you and it's but it's pretty pretty interesting to hear him talk about it sounds like he got ripped like Kanye a little <laughs> bit a little bit a yeah, little bit right yeah yeah it always came out mm-hmm. same thing people started you know bashing he, tried, he tried something different uh, uh, people it's it, they're you're absolutely right absolutely right got ripped like Kanye. believe you you're a liar So that is kind of just to give you a little bit of context for you know uh, the time the but the so the backing band for that performance most of the members of that band uh, uh, um, I believe the band do we we uh, check for the Manchester one is that is that yeah 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 okay it's everyone but Lee Van Helm right who you'll get familiar with who we'll get familiar with didn't like being booed right so (laughs) they'd basically been on on this kind of mini tour where they were going around and and they they. they well, sorry. Should, it's we, okay. should we should we just go back to the begin start from the beginning? Uh, no, I think we're I think we're doing okay. Okay. Let's so basically, Bob Dylan wanted to tour with the band. He asked the members of what became the, the band. Yeah, what became the band to do it? Right. So yeah. They went on a couple tours with him. Most of those members. Uh, Bob Dylan got in a motorcycle accident. Right. Uh, and was trying to record a new album. Couldn't really get his mind right or whatever. Ended up buying a place. In upstate New York, yeah, and uh, actually in Woodstock or kind of outside of Woodstock, but yeah, yeah a big New pink York. house uh, where me. he and the band, the members of the band, started recording some music. They kind of all just moved in and were kind of hanging out. They had a studio there and were and were, were hanging out and uh, uh, actually spent a lot of time um, just fucking around in the basement and uh, um, re- you know recording uh, recording what they uh, were playing. And out of that actually uh, came what. Uh, was a double 
I think they eventually released it for real, but it was like kind of a bootleg thing for a while. It was the basement tapes, tapes yeah. uh, uh, um, which was Bob Dylan playing with what you know, uh, what later became the band, mm-hmm. uh, capital T, capital B. Yeah. Uh, um, and then uh, out of that, uh, um, uh, out of that kind of experience, and actually some of the songs that were on the basement tapes that didn't make it onto that, uh, um, became what was the band's first album, which was music from Big Pink. Uh, um, uh, so those those are kind of like sister yeah. albums in a, in a way. So yeah, it was kind of like a weird organic thing that happened where they just started making mu- I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, they started making music. Uh, so the band recorded uh, a bunch of albums, but probably their most f- famous or most noted I don't know piece of work would you say is a documentary uh, or a concert film kind of a combination of both mm-hmm. those things uh called the last waltz and yeah it's like their 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 first two albums were kind of probably their biggest ones but the last waltz is basically uh the um the documenting of their final concert their final concert uh, uh, as a band mm-hmm. they uh um just for context most of them basically these the, the people who formed the band uh um uh had in some variation basically all been performing together since they were like 16 they started out as a uh, they got hired as basically like a bar band and they were like a working bar band that toured uh, um uh, all over and uh, um mostly canada right yeah they're 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 uh, uh four of the the five members are canadian uh one levon helm is uh from arkansas uh, um but they're like imagine basically being a 16 year old and uh uh I mean, they've left school. Like, there's you know, there's none of that. Yeah. They uh, um, uh, and uh, being on the road like every night, uh, basically for the better part of 16 years. And uh, uh, you know, they've recorded albums. There's been crazy drug problems. Uh, 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 you know, uh, um, uh, Richard Manuel, one of the members, who got in a, a horrible boating accident. All kinds of infighting, money troubles, the whole nine years. Like the 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 you know. Uh, um, but again, imagine that starting when you were 16. And mm-hmm. lasting until you know, uh, until they're you know thirty, like like ago. like basically, yeah, <laughs> essentially, like for yeah, for me, like I'm older now than the people are in the, in the movie you're gonna watch, uh, uh, and this is their final concert, like this is their kind of you know uh, uh, last hurrah, and there are uh, you know there are plenty of other stories about who who and why. Uh, uh, the 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 last con- why it was the last concert and why there are other members who didn't want it to be the last concert but uh uh bottom line it's a great fucking rock and roll uh you know film and uh, uh um we're gonna watch it. and we're gonna watch it and it's directed by uh, uh this guy you might have heard of martin scorsese so it looks good shutter it island. sounds good shutter, shutter island <laughs> god damn it tim chang <laughs> Tim Chang, my boy Leo, man, that guy he uh, killed it. My boy, yeah, uh, uh, that's oh god damn it. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. No, I mean technically you are correct. That is a thing that Martin Scorsese did. That is the first. God, we're gonna we're gonna have to do a whole other one of these on fucking Martin Scorsese, man. Yeah, man, the the onion peels deep. With this yeah, uh-huh. that's the way to Shutter Island. That, uh, yeah, no, but that's that technically so correct. That is yep. technically correct. Shutter Island. Martin Scorsese. Shutter, Shutter Island. Island. Uh, uh, all right. Such well, a bad fucking movie. What else? What else from Martin Scorsese? Um. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh god, there was one. Yeah, there was one for sure. There's definitely one. I forgot. One. Um, 
Raging Bull. I've never even seen there that. There it is. There it is. Yeah, you, I've never been, seen that, though. Uh, it's good, though. It's real good. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, and that is Martin Scorsese. And it's about a billion times better than Shutter fucking Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a Scorsese one. Yeah. <laughs> Some other time. Uh, all right. So let's just, uh, let's just we're going to play The Last Waltz. We're going to eat uh, Tim Chang's favorite meal in the world. Uh which he brought for us. That was pretty yeah, nice. Oh, that's very, that's and very then, uh Yeah, I guess we'll just talk about these uh, track by track. So we might bounce around a little bit for our listeners. We might skip over some that you maybe, maybe, I don't know, we might skip over some from the last 12th, but we'll see. Uh, I, I retain the right to do that. Uh, but we're going to watch the last 12th, I guess starting with... Uh, First song on the mm-hmm. album, the last song they the, ever recorded. The the the, the, uh, uh, the first song in the movie uh, um, is a a track by uh, is written by Marvin Gaye, uh, um, and it's their uh, the, the the it's basically their last thing they ever played together, uh, and it's their it was the, it's their like fourth fifth nineteenth encore at this point. And they've they come out for this one last thing, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What's it called again? It's called Don't Do It. Don't do it. Let's do it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> My biggest mistake was loving you too much. And then it did not. Nell's working on a piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. So Tim, what did you? What did you? I'm back. That's your first song. It's not even a band song, so I don't know if it's great. But what do you? What do you think of that music? Of, of don't do it. What do you think of that style of music? Uh, I like it. I mean, that's stuff I've heard. Like similar stuff, you know, that I've heard before. I was gonna say like the reason I brought it up in the first place. Like Dylan played folk music, then moved to wanting a band, uh, and like Levon Helms got roots in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also very influenced by like soul in a weird way right absolutely it's like a, yeah, it's like yeah a weird amalgamation of all these different kinds of music kind of coming together yeah and yeah and, and and no you're, you're absolutely right and and i think that's a, that's a reason why they why why i like them and but also why they stood out in terms of you know music of that of that time uh um these five guys had widely d- disparate uh, um backgrounds and uh, uh musical tastes but they they kind of served as this uh, um, this really fantastic hybrid of yeah soul country folk uh, straight ahead rock and roll uh, um, elements of classical music uh, just because of the lineup and the the fact they played together for so long uh, um, they uh, and then then combined with this. Uh, desire to kind of stay out of the both the limelight and the uh, kind of musical mainstream like they kind of always in a very I don't know if egoless is the right way to say it but like without making a big deal out of it did their own thing you know yeah. and, mm-hmm. and uh, um, like w- th- were reactionary in a quiet way you know they, yeah they, they, they just kind of kept doing what they, they kind of yeah they did exactly what they wanted to do got popular as part of that but uh, um 
the thing, I mean, like, in terms of kind of their, their like, basically 1968 to 76 was the, you know, the, this came out in 76, 68 was their first album. Uh, uh, 68, like, this is the height of psychedelia and, uh, like we were saying, uh, Levon talks about it in the, in the, the movie, but just, like, the... Um, the popular bands were like Strawberry Alarm Clock and the, you know the Fifth Dimension or whatever. So it was like it, it was uh, uh, it was a very specific you know Bell Bottoms, Summer of Love, all that stuff. Uh, um, and they just literally you know went to a house in the middle of a you know a, like the middle of nowhere and kind of recorded this seminal thing that in a weird way brought together all these strands of uh, uh, um, of American music. Uh, over the last you know hundred years, and kind of and did it completely on their own. Leave it to those Canadians, huh? Le- and, and then <laughs> and then yeah, like without you know uh, getting too far into it, the thing that's another thing that's just fascinating about it is that four of the five members are Canadians. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, uh, just by you know being uh, being musical, just music fans, uh, uh, kind of absorbed this, and so there is this, and, and maybe and I'm certainly this is part of it, like because they had this almost outsider status they were looking at american music and listening to american music through just like a different lens and then that combined with having levon in the group who was about as american as you can fucking get uh, <laughs> uh um kind of gave the it gave them like a basically gave them an in to this music that, yeah mm-hmm. that they had they had the ability to do it so just you know the band it, itself like brings up some really interesting i you know uh at you know um there are some interesting aspects on the idea of what is authenticity in music and uh how does that influence how you do what you do and is it important at all and uh, uh and uh, yeah i'm going on a rabbit hole it's, it's okay uh, um so the thing that you just said uh like I feel like I've heard this thing before. That's kind of how I felt. I, I first discovered the last waltz in college. Like it was one of those things where we were all partying, and then someone just put this on one day, and then everyone kind of just fell in love with it. You know, it's one of those things that you can play at a party, and then people would just be like, "Oh shit, what's going on on the TV here?" You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't even know who sang all these songs that we'll get to in a second. But like, uh, that's kind of why I'm showing it to you, or why I wanted to show it to you, is because uh, yeah, well, I like, don't, this I, will be familiar to you. Like that song, I don't think I've ever heard. But that type of music, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 don't do it. I'm like, uh, yeah, it was not like a famous Marvin Gaye song. It was just one that that I that I think he wrote. Uh, um, but yeah, like as as we get into it, like you'll, I think Josh is right. There, there, by osmosis, you will have heard a lot of these songs. And uh, um, uh, yeah, hope you like it. Yeah, sweet. So we'll keep watching the last waltz, and we'll pop back in whenever we got some thoughts. Great, great, yep. She 
Have you heard that song before? No, I haven't heard that before. You've never heard it? Okay. We just listen to Up on Cripple Creek. Uh-huh. Right? I up, feel like Up on Cripple Creek. Up on Cripple Creek. It sounded like you said Up on Cripple Creek. Up on Cripple Creek. Up on Cripple Creek. <laughs> um, I can't believe you never heard that song before. I feel like that's a pretty famous song. Am I wrong? Uh, it's certainly one of the one of the band famous ones. But the thing that I remember about them is that like they didn't like there weren't that many like actual charting hits. Mm-hmm. And if they did, they were they weren't like huge. Yeah. Uh, uh, there are a couple there are a couple big ones, but which we'll get to. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Um, okay. So from just watching that, that's that's a, a song by the band. That's uh, that's just the band there. Mm-hmm. What do you notice about how they play together, or anything that stands out? Um, they were singing country style, like you know, without singing country. <laughs> I don't know what I'm <laughs> sure. doing. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, who I mean, sings country style <laughs> in that band? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that was, but. So yeah, the guy on the drum. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the greatest drummer in the world, uh, mm-hmm. Levon Helm, uh, 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 Marvel, Arkansas, uh, um, born and bred, um, and uh, uh, one of the ba- one of the best drummers ever. One of my I would agree with that. Favorite. Uh, um, uh, uh, he he had a ve- he had a very specific uh, um, uh, you know playing style. Um, uh, he actually like he would tune his drums down to kind of make them sound uh, 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 like a voice in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, like the, this, the 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 song's great. It's got a great uh, um, it's got a great groove to it. Um, uh, the other fun thing I, I, that I think that they do really well in this one is uh, the you know play with these uh, high harmonies. You know, mm-hmm. Rick Danko, the bass player, and uh, Levon sing really really well together. And that's like the uh, uh, the multi part harmonies is a, um, a kind of a hallmark or a, tra- a trademark of of the band. That you're going to see a lot of those mm-hmm. or hear a lot of those. Yeah, I just wanted to get your initial reactions to that. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, what I like about the band is that they're a fucking band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their drummer sings for them on, yeah. on, on yeah. a lot of their bigger songs, but like, yeah, but they, all, but they also, they, they, yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they, there's, there's not a lead singer. Like, there's not a uh, uh, um, uh, Robbie Robertson doesn't play a lot of solos. They like. It's uh, there, there's yeah uh, he writes the songs yeah I mean he writes the, the songs yeah m- m- almost all the songs were were written by uh, Robertson or at or, least credited to him or yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, a few a few were co-written with with Levon uh, with Levon Helm um, Manuel wrote some of them Danko wrote some of them uh, it was it was a very collaborative effort mm-hmm. uh, um, and uh, not just behind the scenes but actually on stage as well like you know the, there there's they they would trade off singing you know uh, singing leads on on uh, uh, on songs and they would also <coughs> change harmony parts I mean like like Danko w- would might sing a middle harmony on you know on the on the song one time and take a high on the next you know, on on the next version of that song depending on you know how how they were feeling. Um, and uh, that that kind of give and take and 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 comfort with each other, uh, even even when they were furious with each other, like behind the scenes, like on on stage, a lot of that uh, you know a lot of that went away, which is which is which is pretty great. Arlene took me by the hands and said, "Ooh, you Ricky, I understand."
Who Do You Love? Yeah, Who Do You Love, which is an old Bo Diddley song. Uh, uh, and uh, so, okay, so Ronnie Hawkins, uh, they brought him out because he was basically their first boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Ronnie Hawkins and the Hawks. Uh, um, Ronnie Hawkins was uh, uh, and is a, a, like a like a, a big, I guess you could kind of technically say like rockabilly musician uh, uh, in Canada. Uh, uh, and yeah, it was, it was, it, like right off the bat, it's like that. That it sounds weird, but it's true. Uh, uh, and he was this kind of you know not only musician but kind of impresario for uh, uh, Canadian rock and roll. Like he was a big uh, conduit for Canadian rock and roll. Uh, um, and you know, toured relentlessly, gigged everywhere, and uh, um, you know, in bits and pieces, kind of from different bands that were playing at the time. He basically assembled uh, 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 the Hawks, what later became the band. So Robbie Robertson, uh, Rick Danko, uh, um, Garth Hudson, um, and Lamont Helm, uh, and and Richard Manuel, uh, um, and uh, they were his, you know, his backup band again. A few of them were as young as like sixteen at the time, yeah. uh, uh, and he was kind of their like you know a uh, big musical education. Like it was it was it was like uh, uh, it was like grad school. It's basically yeah. just like grad school for them, uh, or just you, you or, or high to, school, depending on. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more accurately. It was what they did instead of go to high school. Uh, um, was 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 being a rock and roll band basically twenty four hours a day, seven nights a week. What do you think of that song? Who do you love? I like it. Um, I mean, I don't know. They were all great. I enjoyed it. My feet were my feet was tapping. That's right. Your that's feet right. was tapping. Feet was tapping. That, that's that. That's uh, that's a good. That's a good endorsement. Uh, say. Yeah. Then there's yeah. the shape I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, the shape of men, uh, which uh, um, Richard Manuel sings. Sad story. Richard Manuel uh, uh, committed suicide in 1986. Uh, um, you know, after a uh, uh, a fairly lengthy battle with alcohol abuse uh, um, and drugs and, and drugs. drugs. I mean, they they you they can all, see it in his oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah he's noticeable. he's definitely the one that um, seemed to uh, have the hardest time with the fame and just dealing with everything and the the um and i seem to have a certain fragility to him which you know again the the, the they the we talked about this a little bit uh, um there wasn't a lead singer of the band per se there wasn't a guy standing in front of the band singing but if you ask the other members of the band who is the lead singer who is the best singer in the group they would all say richard manuel uh, his voice just has this thing, uh, as as this you know kind of indefinable quality that you can always hear. You know when 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 he's you know you always know when he's singing, uh, uh, and you know not to belabor the kind of sensitive artist thing, but you know perhaps he you know uh, you know couldn't just basically kind of couldn't deal with with things. And the the, the interesting thing was is like. He, Rick Danko, uh, um, and and Levon played together, uh, or also Garth Hudson. They 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 played together in different versions of, you know, kind of they they, they kept touring without Robbie Robertson. Without Robbie Robertson, uh, um, uh, uh, Danko and Emmanuel played together uh, a fair amount. I mean, like they, they were still working. And then one night uh, um, after what had apparently been like a good show, everybody was in good spirits. Uh, um, uh, the the legend anyway is that uh, Manuel kind of at you know just at the end of the night said, "Hey, you know, thanks for twenty years of good music." Uh, um, went back to his hotel room and hung himself. 
Uh, yeah. um, and like they had, you know, and gave no warning, like other than that, other than that. Uh, um, and to this day, like, you know, uh, uh, Levon and other people say it was an accident. Like there's no way he would have committed suicide. You know, of course, people, you know, we'll never know, but, uh, um, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, a he's an interesting, tragic figure. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Then, uh, uh, then it's, uh, um, uh, uh, Makes No Difference, uh, which Rick Danko, the bass player, sings. And it makes no difference where I turn. I can't get over you when the flame still burns. And it makes no difference. Richard Manuel and Rick Dango both have like that beautiful kind of high, lonesome, uh, uh, almost, almost bluegrass style to to what they're doing, but like. Uh, um, uh, in particular, their uh, uh, their kind of high parts in a lot of the uh, a lot of the songs are are the kind of thing that like uh, will make will make the the song really stand out. There 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 will be just this moment where one of them will kind of come in with this this kind of uh, out of nowhere high part, and it guys it sends chills down your spine. Yeah, it'll do it. It'll do it. That yeah, it was deep. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> um, so now. Uh, what is it? Now we're going to. So we're coming Neil up Young. on Neil Young's song. We can talk a little bit about that. I I am personally not an enormous Neil Young fan. Uh, uh, um, I, I certainly respect his his place in in the uh, the musical tradition. Uh, um, I, I I'm I'm actually really interested to to hear what you think of his voice. I think he's an incredible songwriter mm-hmm. uh, uh, that I personally don't enjoy listening to very much. I'm with you. Uh, uh, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Heart of like, Gold. I, like I mean, yeah, you know, like the, the, he has he has great. He's got he's got great stuff. Like, but he's not a guy that I'm like, man. You know what I could go for right now is Neil Young. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh. Again, guy respect. Not not somebody I, I, I choose to listen to a great deal, but so there's a fun story about this, which will uh, you can't tell from the movie, uh, um, but apparently behind the scenes, I know this may come as su- some surprise to anybody. Uh, uh, apparently, rock and roll musicians in the mid '70s liked cocaine, uh, uh, like a bunch, <laughs> like a whole bunch, um, and. Uh, you know, and, and uh, Martin Scorsese is making this movie, so Martin Scorsese likes him, liked him some cocaine too. <laughs> yeah. So, so long story short, I, basically everybody was completely, completely out of their brains in this movie. And you can, in a weird way, you can hear it, you can kind of see it. Everybody just seems like a little like teeth grindy and jittery and everything. But the story goes that for this Neil Young performance, they had to spend a lot of money rotoscoping out this massive cocaine booger because uh, uh, he'd just been backstage or like there was probably just cocaine backstage and he was like great I'm gonna get in on that and uh, he's like oh I gotta, do, I gotta go perform now should I get this cocaine booger out of my nose and and, and everybody was like no 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 no, it's fine it's fine it, it's barely noticeable apparently it was very very noticeable and they had to spend a lot of money in post like individually painting it out of frames because wow. this was prior to 
computer generated imagery where we could <laughs> just where we could just fix that shit. That's too instantly. specific of a rumor not to be true. Exactly. And well, sure. And even if it's not true, I have no problem uh, uh, repeating it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, it's true. Neil Young won't mind. <laughs> Neil Young won't mind. All right, let's 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 show Tim Chang Neil Young. There it is. And the band. What'd you think of that? I liked it. Yeah, Neil Young's not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> yeah, he was. Who'd you like, compare him to? Um, I don't know. He just sounded kind of like a generic, like, you know, country singer. I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because he. Yeah, to me, he has such a such a specific and not always pleasurable uh, 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 voice. Yeah. Yeah. T- timbre. Timbre. Uh, um. But yeah, yeah, that, that's interesting that he kind of for you just kind of scans as a as a kind of just a just a country singer. Yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting like because you you guys said you guys like almost hated him. No, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't say it. Like, he's down. I wouldn't listen to him. Here's right. what I'll say about Neil Young: I won't listen to an whole al- a whole album of Neil Young most of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe I I can, but like. I can listen to a Neil, a Neil Young song when it comes on. I can enjoy a Neil Young song when it comes on. But a whole album is asking a lot. <laughs> it's asking a lot. Come on. That, that's Come on. <laughs> that's Come on. my general take on it. And you know what? He's a great songwriter, but uh, and and I, he has many great songs, but just in succession. There's a few bands for me that are like that, where it's just like, it's, it's just kind of not pleasurable enough to sit mm-hmm. through a ton. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, you've never heard of Neil Young before? No, I've heard Neil Diamond. Well, well, wow! Buckle up, buckle buddy. up, buddy. There's, uh, there might be a little surprise in your future. Uh, oh, oh, is he gonna be? <laughs> uh, Spoiler alert! That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. He looked crazy, and he did. Yeah. Look like he did. If he you did. told me that man was on cocaine, I wouldn't have a hard time. Yeah, I wouldn't fight you on it. Yeah, I wouldn't fight him. I'd say, yeah, okay. That, I mean, that 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 checks out. That looks like it checks out. Uh, uh, yeah, who who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's just a good story. But again, I'm I'm happy to continue telling it. Yeah, uh, cool. All right. So then the the other song that we listened to was uh, probably their most famous song. I would uh, say. Certainly their most famous. I think their biggest like chart hit. I think that's right, a thing. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, it was on their first album. It's called. Uh, this is the album called Music for Big Pink. Uh, uh, which is the one they re- recorded at the house, kind of with that that Dylan was at for a while, and then they kind of took over. Uh, um, and the the weight is like is one of like if if you were to have previously heard a song by the band, it probably would have been the weight. Uh, it'll get played on classic rock radio and and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's certainly been in movies and things like that. Uh, uh, it's it's the it's it's probably their like classic song. I pulled into Nazareth Just feeling 
been about half past dead Just need to find a place where I can lay my head Mister, can you tell me where a man might find a bed? He just grinned and shook my hand No was all he said Have you heard it? Mm-hmm. Nope. You've never heard that song? No. How is that possible? Did you, did you used to go to mixtape? Didn't you say you used to go to that show mixtape? Um, I went there like twice. They always, I think almost every time we ended with, no, maybe not every time. But really? Certain, don't you remember? You were. I mean, I, I played it once. I didn't know they yeah. did it again. Maybe it wasn't every time. Maybe that's just something in my head. That, <laughs> but we definitely played jo- it. it Josh just was, made up a, a multiplicity of performances of the weight out of one. <laughs> I made, felt, you know it, what, I think it, it's that like it was it, and all those Scott it was a timeless parties. it we, was a timeless performance. It I will was, say this: we did play it a lot. I think we played it at his house before. We definitely played whenever it there was like a, a, a band a, a party with instruments. I feel like yes. that song was always yes. Played. It's it, it's it's an easy one to play and it's real fun. Yeah, it's a classic song. Uh, I, and the the the, the song itself, I, with you know, without like a lyric sheet, it uh, uh, won't make make a ton of sense. But it's this very dense, elusive, uh, uh, elusive song uh, uh, that you know kind of has like you know uh, kind of references all you know uh, uh, elements of Christianity and uh, 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 you know kind of has these almost like high high-minded portentous kind of themes but it's also uh kind of just talking about uh, uh the martin guitar factory and uh, a crazy guy named chester i think was just a guy that they knew so it was this weird uh kind of conglomeration of of all these bits and fragments uh, uh from the history of the band cloaked kind of in uh, uh um robbie robertson's mysterious uh kind of in-joke lyrical stuff and, and like there's no definitive story for the song but every for uh, but everybody contends that it has like like there are different legends uh, um uh, at play in the song it's also just a really good fucking song yeah uh, and, and singing on the uh, the the version with them is the staple singers uh who I believe are, you wrote a, a note about that yeah who are an important uh, um uh, r&b gospel group out of chicago uh, um, hit songs like uh, um, "Respect Yourself" and uh, "Take You There," um, but they were, um, uh, you know, very active in, in the in the civil rights movement movement at the time, uh, and uh, um, they they they're the best harmonizers in the business. Like uh, Pop Staples, uh, that's I mean that's a gorgeous voice, and Mavis, uh, um, uh, the the other the the lady who was kind of singing lead on on on, on that one verse, uh, um, is still recording. Uh, um, uh, and is about to put out uh, a new album with Jeff Tweedy. With Jeff Tweedy. And, and uh, from what, what I've heard of it, it's it's fantastic. She's st- she still got it. Still got it.
So the, uh, this is one of a couple of, of numbers um, from the movie that they filmed on a set after uh, um, after the fact. Uh, um, they did that with this uh, this one and Evangeline. And I actually don't know like if there was a specific reason for it. If they just, I think Scorsese wanted. Uh, wanted to play with like slightly more cinematic aspects of it so i think this is you know the idea is like we'll also just do a session uh, uh at, at a studio kind of do things with lights and camera and stuff that he wasn't able to do uh during the filming of the the concert itself yeah there were like a lot of cuts towards the end uh too. yeah 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 i mean there, there were the yeah, other multiple uh, uh crews for the the documentary and this but this one he could kind of like plot out and there's that great uh tracking move in the in the first verse where it's kind of like slowly moving towards uh levon as while he's playing drums and then right as the the it's going into the chorus it like pushes in on him mm-hmm. uh, uh it's it's a uh it was definitely you, you, could, you could see scorsese like getting a chance to not just be a documentarian but also like kind of participate in the you know and he, he directed uh, uh, he directed like the music was playing. Mm-hmm. I thought kind of like a music Absolutely. video. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. A little bit before MTV. Uh, um, did you know that uh, um, Martin Scorsese directed the video for "Bad" by Michael Jackson? Oh no! There it is. <laughs> I had no idea. Yep, Michael Jackson. You know Michael. You know Michael Jackson is the ch- child <laughs> kidnapper. Okay. <laughs> no. Get, at least get the crime right. He touched yeah. their dicks. He didn't kidnap. He didn't kidnap. <laughs> he didn't have to kidnap anybody. <laughs> yeah. He invited him to his uh, his, ma- his, his massive his mansion slash amusement park. <laughs> no one has to get kidnapped for that. That was like you want to come over. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I didn't know they. I didn't know they worked together. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. Do you I'll know s- the song "Bad"? Uh, I'm sure if I heard it. Uh-huh. I'm bad. Bad. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was, good. That was great. That was, yeah. a, that was a really good uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, what is this music? I want to get a little more out of you, Tim Chang. Okay. Like, who would you compare them to? The lady. Not the lady. <laughs> I'm asking. Oh, I'm the asking band. the band. Yeah. Like so far, you've gotten you've gotten a good. I don't like, know. Taste right. You've gotten a pretty good taste of the band. What do you think? Who would I compare them to? Um. Hmm. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of all the bands. Uh, let me go through the ones that they're not like. Maybe that'll narrow it down for me. <laughs> I mean, maybe. If we're talking about all the things they're not like, we're gonna, we could be here a while. But yeah, okay. okay. I'll entertain this. Let's do it. So they're not like the Killers. No. They're not like the Killers. No. All right. Um, they're not like All American Rejects. They're certainly not like the Omar. Very, very little like the Omar. Okay, so like we're halfway through Jim's yeah. band list. Okay. <laughs> We've listened to half of his, the bands he knows. Um, I don't know. It sounds kind of like unique. I mean, maybe a little bit of the Beatles. I see what you mean, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, well, it's from around the same time-ish, but not like the same... I see what you mean. Yeah. It's kind of like... I don't know, because a lot of the bands I grew up listening to wasn't they didn't have that kind of vibe, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of like countryish, slow-paced kind of vibe. Like a lot of the stuff I listened to was like Evanescence and Taking Back Sunday and like that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and any folk stuff was like Jason Mraz, Jack Johnson kind of stuff. So right. like there wasn't like there wasn't like a band. That's like, interesting. Like in in a, in a weird way, like like there like folk 
kind of continued to be part of that but it, yeah you're right like it, it was more of that sort of like singer songwriter he mm-hmm. kind of thing like i don't know like where would would dave matthews band have been something you were kind of aware of uh yeah i was i wasn't really into them yeah yeah uh, uh, I, th- like he's kind of the only one i can think of who is kind of 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 roughly that time period who was doing that kind of thing but in the context of a band yeah uh you're right like it, it was more like the you know like sensitive folky guys or or mm-hmm. like I don't know, like a dashboard confessional. Is that yeah, is yeah. that in your, like, in your wheelhouse? I like I like dashboard. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, like it was a lot of it boiled down to like a guy and a guitar. Yeah, so basically. so yeah, so yeah, it's hard to like yeah name they, anyone that's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of like thing lived just in that, and then the band. And, and but now now like you like you mentioned earlier, like there is kind of that the Lumineers, Mumford and Sons, that mm-hmm. like bits and pieces of this of this kind of sound in the ba- in in the context of a, of a full band are kind of. Uh, trickling back into the mainstream. I gotta mm. say, Lumineers, really fun band to watch live. Okay, yeah, I, I they're a good festival band. I was at my Coachella, and it was like, yeah, I can get into this. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of like I, I actually may be the one person who doesn't know a Lumineers song. Yeah, I, you do. I, I know, they I do. know that there's supposed to be a thing that I've heard on like a billion car commercials. <laughs> uh, I just haven't gone. Oh, that's the Lumineers car it's car the, song. Listen for the song. It goes, hey and how. Because, oh okay. Hey. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of that. Hey. Stuff. That's kind of like how we describe a lot of the new like Mumford and Sons and that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like they have like, these weird like. It's a, it's like, they're 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 good at the like kind of the sing along anthem thing. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is yeah. Hey yeah, man, I could I can still dig it. Uh, okay, so let's just try to narrow it down even more. So you just described what they're not like, right? You did, right. you did, so, and, and you and you did bring up the Beatles, which is yeah. is not you know that's not crazy because they're definitely both. Uh, 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 at least drawing from a chunk of the same playbook and that like they both you know in their early careers were playing songs that were kind of made popular by black artists you know mm-hmm. like they they definitely cut their teeth on like black r&b black rock you know rock and roll uh, uh in addition to the country stuff as well so like they you know they're definitely like their venn diagrams overlapped at some point yeah mm-hmm. so you described what you described what the band who they aren't like so what makes them different like so, how what qualities would you give to the band? I think, especially this song, the weight. It's just like they're just different singers, just kind of like giving their own, kind of like their own voice. You know, singing the song. I mean, they're all singing the same about the same thing, but it's like mm-hmm. a different take. But like, I haven't heard like, I that, that was a great song. I have never heard anything like that actually. I'd say, like, because um, all the bands I've heard when I was like when I was younger was just. It was just one, usually one guy, like My Chemical Romance. It's just like one dude. Mm-hmm. Everyone else kind of screaming with him, but there mm-hmm. wasn't like a mix of this and a mix of that. There was never like a rock band that like featured anybody. I think so. Like, I or, is, or, or, or that 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 kind of shared the spotlight. Yeah, with, yeah. With, okay. On, on, and, on and vocals and things mm-hmm. like that. What about mm-hmm. the way it sounds? Um. Yeah, I mean, like. Like listening to him, like okay, this feels like a like an older song, um, but it sounds it sounded almost it can it's like on the bridge of like the past and I guess contemporary music. It's like mm-hmm. you know you know what I think it is like when you say it sounds old and stuff because like, all the bands you're naming are like the Lumineers or even Mumford and Sons or uh, something more like All American Rejects or even down to like Jack Johnson and like that whole spectrum is like kind of. It it's so like well produced in a way that it sounds perfect, 
Where I feel like yeah. part of what makes this cool is that, like, they hit their notes. Like, they're amazing musicians. But it's kind of like, you know, Levon Helm isn't a pretty singer. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. a very, it's a very specific. And, and, and uh, a lot of that is, you know, uh, the rise of autotune. And, and obviously, <laughs> re- and not even that, just, like, recording technology has changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, 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 and has gotten, you know, like, we're dealing with more fidelity. Uh, um, and then just the advent of digital, like, you can, you can fix anything. Mm-hmm. And this was prior to the time when you could just fix anything. And that was... Was for a lot of people who still like this kind of music a good thing, you know. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's why uh, um, that's why we like it. The night they drove old Dixie down. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that song, Tim? Uh, I liked the intro. That was pretty cool. Uh, it was like a, it was like quiet for a little bit, but then they went like they went all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a like this would be one of the songs if I like ever just like journeyed like across the country just by myself. I, like picture myself like. Next to a waterfall with like a backpack on. Sure, sure. <laughs> he's got a very cinematic imagination. Yeah, no, that's it. great. That's great, and this would be a good one. This is uh, uh, it's uh, it's a it's yeah, it's a very um, it's a, an intensely American song. So that would be a, a a good way to spend your time. Yeah, and that's off their second album. They self-titled on the band. Yeah, it's uh, it's off the the second album. That's it's called the band. Uh, um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting song because it. Um, uh, it te- technically alludes to elements. Uh, it's kind of a Civil War story, but uh, you know, written by a Canadian, <laughs> written by Roddy <laughs> Robertson, and I mean, the history none of it actually like checks out. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about it again is it's it's this you know uh, uh, it's this kind of hybridized kind of like bits and pieces kind of patchwork quilt uh, approach to uh, uh, almost what did history feel like and what did history feel like for the people who who both experienced it and but also the people who uh, uh were kind of told those stories and like how the stories kind of change and 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 bleed into each other over time and i think that's kind of what the you know what the song's about in, in a weird way uh, um but it's but it's specifically about like post-civil war and kind of what uh, um you know from from a a, a southern Family and Southern uh, family, uh, soldiers' family perspective, uh, uh, and it's 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 real pretty. You got the Alan Toussaint uh, horn section, uh, uh, and and it's it's de- like as much as I love the weight, like the it's the, this is this is if I had to pick a favorite one, it might be the the night they drove Dixie down. Like this, the, it just consistently destroys me. And the you can't really hear it on this version, but uh, um, 
there's a uh, uh, in the uh, um, in the album version there's a, a, a an incredible Richard Manuel Rick Danko type or uh, Rick Danko tight high harmony that's just again it'll uh, it'll uh, 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 it'll chill you. So from there we had uh, uh, "Dry Your Eyes," Neil Diamond, which we dry your eyes, <laughs> dry your eyes, take your song out. When it's a newborn afternoon. So what do you know about Neil Diamond? Just out of curiosity. Um, wasn't he in like the movie Funny People? Something what? like that. Something, I don't know. Something like that. He's like one of his songs were in the movie. I don't know. I think I know who you're talking about, but I don't think it's Neil Diamond. I could be, I could be wrong. I, I I could very well be wrong. I should know that. I know Wilco was mentioned a lot in that in that movie. I uh, okay. So you, you know, know him from Funny People. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you know Maybe. the song Sweet Caroline? I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Sweet Caroline. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. yep. Okay, so, that's Neil Diamond. Oh, okay. That's, that, that's Pratt's... I, mean, I don't know if Did you just biggest. go, mm, or did you just go, mm? Yeah, I was going to say, because <laughs> I don't know if... Tim, <laughs> give me a... Sing Sweet Caroline for me here. Sweet Do- Caroline. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> oh, you, helped, you almost helped him get away with it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, Neil Diamond's like a very showy... Showy singer, I would well, say. Well, he's he, he's fun, saying but... he's like this. Uh, um, they 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 mentioned uh, Tin Pan Alley and those that kind of uh, uh, kind of professional songwriter that was based in New York City uh, uh, in this in this area, uh, just called Tin Pan Alley. Or, uh, and the, it was also, I guess, the Brill Building was one of the buildings there. But basically, they were just like uh, uh, songwriters had all, like offices and pianos, and they would just sit and well, almost like going to work, but behind every office door were uh, uh, songwriters. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Neil Diamond was one of those guys who just, you know, uh, cut his teeth writing songs to other people, and then eventually, kind of, the singer-songwriter thing kind of took off, and he became. And he nailed it. He nailed it. He really, <laughs> really hit it in the sweet spot. Uh, skip down to we watched uh, "Manish Boy" by Muddy Waters. Now, when I was a young boy. At the age of five, my mother said I'm gonna be the greatest man alive. But now I'm a man way past 21. I want to leave me, woman. I have lots of fun. I'm a man. What do you know about Muddy Waters, Tim? Now, now I know that uh, he sang the song that I saw in every uh, Chevy commercial back in the day. Did they do it? They, yeah. I mean, I could see it definitely getting picked up by a commercial or something. It's been in everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely. What do you think? What do you think of him? What else do you know about him? That's, that's mud. I don't know. You found the mud <laughs> with water. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I just know that song. What did you what, what did you think of that song? It was great. I like that song. Oh, it, you know what? It, it, it was that um, uh, Brett Favre jeans commercial. <laughs> 
He is right. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah. What, what, what was the brand of the jeans? Wrangler. Uh, Wrangler, right? yeah. Wrangler jeans. It's just, it just Brett playing some 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 ball with the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just getting you a little did. muddy. Just getting a little muddy, maybe. Because uh, he's a mannish boy. So, Tim Chang, in your world, whenever you hear like a great song in a commercial, you're like, whew, Wranglers, really. They nailed <laughs> it. Went all up. Wow. They, man. Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, well, he's like one of, I mean, he's a legend. Right, jazz. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. uh, I'd, I'd say blues. Blues. Yeah, jazz. Jesus, I was thinking of Joni Mitchell. Uh, but yeah, an old blues guy, basically. Uh, uh, yeah, and actually, and kind of, uh, we were talking about Dylan earlier. He kind of had this. Uh, um, he didn't necessarily have have this, but blues up to a point was primarily acoustic, uh, um, uh, uh, and you know, electricity allowed them just to play bigger clubs and everybody to make more money, and you know, uh, it was great. Uh, um, but there was, uh, you know. Uh, um, an outcry by the you know by people who didn't like it and purists. But Muddy Waters is one of the one of the the, uh, the earliest guys to really like embrace the electric thing and mm. uh, make that his own. Um, and uh, yeah, he was a managed boy. One, one of the Kanyes ain't, ain't, ain't that a man? What did you say? One of the Kanyes. Uh, 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 in in that in that he uh, uh, in that what? Hmm? You know. He's you know he's not going with the norm. Tim Chang will try to got fold any <laughs> anything nice back, thing back to, back Kanye. to Kanye. Okay, he's obsessed. He's got like a crush on him basically. Uh, uh, that's a weird thing to say, but the other day I pointed out that Kanye is selling hundred twenty dollar t shirts, mm-hmm. and Tim Chang wrote, uh, "That's anything that's not from uh, anything that's not a Kanye West is a Kanye West." He goes, "That's somebody trying to make money off Kanye's name." And then he did a little research, uh-huh. and deleted those two comments, and said, yep. "Kanye didn't set the price at hundred twenty dollars." It's like. That is the you type don't think you did, dude. That's the worst way to argue. You know, like that is like the worst parts of like like any argument, like with I don't know, like any political argument that starts with like, huh? well, I'm gonna be right somehow. So one of these ways, I'm gonna I'm gonna bend these facts so it fits into what I want it to want it to be. Uh, you can't mold the facts to. Uh, well, to, I, we, to, don't, we don't know if he actually put the price. Who gives a fuck? He's selling shirts for $120. And you know what? More power to him. If I could sell a Josh Simpson shirt for $120 and some stupid fucking idiot would buy it, I would sell those shirts. Dude, they sold out. They sold out. <laughs> yeah, because that's a sad <laughs> that's, a, that's a sad fact. I, I, that's I like, not happy. Well, I heard the uh, it's like made out of like silk and cotton and all this other stuff. Sure. Egyptian and, cotton. Which, and angels. Yeah. Dreams and whatever. Uh, it's it's still a t- white it's a t-shirt. Fucking white t-shirt for 120 bucks. <laughs> I'd wear it. Cool. Yeah, of course. <laughs> would, you would you buy it? Not right now. But he would if he had. Not one. right now. Uh, okay. Well, moving on. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. God Shutter damn Island. <laughs> she stands on the
Mississippi Queen that pulled her man away. All right, and then it was Evangeline Emmy Lou Harris. Mm-hmm. Tim Chang, Emmy Lou Harris, think, nothing. Evangeline. Uh, it was a good song. Yeah, like all the instruments that were. Uh, yeah, it was. The, and did you notice that uh, um, basically they were all playing different instruments at this point that they've been playing? Like uh, 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 Levon was playing mandolin, Garth was playing accordion, uh, um, Richard Manuel, who'd been playing piano for the most part, was playing drums. And that was another thing we, we kind of ta- talked about the sharing of vocals earlier. But uh, uh, on the albums and uh, uh, live as well, they switched it up all the time. Like it was yeah. very, it was very fluid. There, you know. Uh, um, most everybody in the band was a multi-instrumentalist uh, uh, to a certain extent uh, um, and uh, that was just another thing that kind of I think um, contributed to the sound yeah it was really good I liked it um, that girl sounded like Taylor Swift uh, Emmy nice Lou Harris Emmy Lou mm-hmm. Harris uh, um, I, I'm also willing to bet that Taylor Swift has listened to some Emmy Lou Harris uh, yeah Emmy Lou Harris is one, one of the one of the great voices of country music uh, an incredible songwriter uh, um uh, co uh, worked with uh, um, a guy named Graham Parsons a lot, kind of in the in the early '70s, who was also kind of part of this uh, um, what was called the Cosmic Cowboy movement. Uh, this kind of new country thing that was that was happening. Uh, um, uh, it was called new country then, uh, or new or like kind of outlaw country or space country. Uh, um, and uh, uh, he he played with the Birds and was associated with the Rolling Stones and died unfortunately of a drug overdose. Whoops. The more you know. Uh, yeah, but he was a really, he was a really talented guy. Um, but uh, Emily Harris is still with us. So yeah, she's still making. Didn't Jack White do something with her? Am I thinking of? Uh, you're else? thinking of Loretta Lynn, probably. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Emily Harris. Uh, um, have you seen the Coen Brothers movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Uh uh-uh. Okay. Uh, um, she's uh, she plays a role in that soundtrack. Yeah. Never mind. Some other day. Cool. So uh, we finished off there with three <laughs> songs. So uh, the first one was Ophelia. Uh, I love that song. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, it's. I, I started to say earlier. Oh, definitely. Neither Dribble Dixie now is my favorite. And then as soon as I said, it, I was like, Ah, what about Ophelia? Uh, um, I have informed my uh, uh, lovely bride that uh, uh, Ophelia is on our potential baby name list, yeah. which immediately everybody is like, No. That's ridiculous. It's you know it's the name of a, of a, you know a character you know famous suicide in in, in uh, uh, Shakespearean literature, like but <laughs> not the band song, <laughs> but also yeah. the band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I just think it's a cool. It's, I think it's a cool name. It's, it's a cool an name. awesome name. Yeah, it's a cool name. Uh, and it's just a great, a, just a great song. Like it's I, I and I, I was uh, I was noticing this time like I feel like it's the best sounding song. It's best it's best sounding performance on this. Uh, from the last waltz, like there's something about 
all the parts kind of come together because all the songs in this are great but i am part like having heard other versions and i just you know i just partial to other ones but there's something about this one that like seems to be they just absolutely nailed it yeah uh, uh and, and it's and it's and it's a definitive um levon vocal performance like it's it's the best it's so fucking good absolutely what do you think what do you think, what do you think tim Chang? yeah it was it was a great song i liked it um <laughs> I mean, listen to all these other ones. Like they're, they've all been great. So this was just like an icing on the cake. It was a... So you like this better than the Beatles? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Well, I wonder why. I wonder if it's like now that you've gotten a few under your belt, or like a few podcasts under your belt, or <laughs> I wonder if. I guess it's a little. I think it's just because there's just more instruments, more. I guess, if, I guess more people on there. I mean, it's just I'm just based, I'm judging it based on this dvd yeah sure, and it's and it's also i'm guessing the beat you know the your exposure to the beatles was primarily just the music yeah 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 uh, uh, and, and this you do kind of have the, the extra benefit of kind of getting to see them doing it and everything so yeah that, that makes them it's it's certainly like an enjoyable you know more you know, it's an enjoyable experience because of that i would say yeah mm-hmm. uh and then we have caravan of van morrison Yeah. Also, a, a gentleman uh, uh, on the uh, the portlier side who uh, prefers yeah. the sparkles, likes the sparkles, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and earns it. Right. And, you know, and, and he's, uh, he's a sparkly roll spark to the son of a bitch, and, and it works. I was <laughs> we're saying when we were watching it, like rock and roll stars back then look like improvisers today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just they just look like dudes, <laughs> just like dudes. Is like he's got. I mean, he's got. He's got hair. He's got. He does have hair. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a good head of hair. No. Uh, he's got got kind of weird little rat nose, but also still like kind of double <laughs> chin, kind of a kind of a paunch, which he's accentuating with high waisted pants and a tight black shirt. I mean, he's owning it. Hey, but he's owning it. He's yeah. owning it. it. Like he is proud of every bit of it. Uh, uh, and then and just sings sings like the Dickens. <laughs> yeah, he was great. I liked him. Uh, yeah. Also, Edgy Edgy heard of Van Morrison before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably heard. You might have heard. You know songs like uh, um, "Brown Eyed Girl," or uh, you've never Moon, heard "Brown Eyed Girl." Moon dance. You've got no. to be kidding me. Brown Eyed Girl is kind of one of those like it's in the same ilk as Sweet Caroline. You know, it's just on classic radio. Like every hour, you're gonna hear it. You, mm-hmm. You'll probably hear people singing at karaoke bars. Yeah, or I was gonna say. Have you ever heard uh, karaoke? Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah. So he was. You know, was this Irish. Uh, um, uh, soul singer, he, you know, he, he came from like, a, you know, obviously like a you know Irish lullaby and ballad, and you know, kind of traditional background. But then, kind of like the kind of like the band, loved soul music, loved uh, uh, you know, jazz and, and everything. And uh, um, uh, my favorite, if you're if you like him, my favorite album by him is called Astral Weeks. It's real great. Astral Weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you got a taste of Mr. Bob Dylan. What you think about? What you think, Dylan? Was it forever young, right? You build a ladder to the stars. Climb on every run, and may you stay.
Any thoughts on Bob Dylan? This is an interesting introduction to Dylan. Mm-hmm. Uh, just say it. Say it out loud. Oh, yeah, he's okay. Yeah. He's, he's all right, yeah. He wasn't like, he didn't like wow me, but he wasn't like, oh, he sucked. It was just like, oh, he's just a, just another, just another mm-hmm. singer. Pretty good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and in the context of some of the people that, that the you've other, other people that they, they've, they've uh, the, basically the other guests, uh, um, without knowing who Dylan is that totally makes sense because he's not that great of a singer and he's not and he, you know, he's, yeah. he's he's not he's he's not a, 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 an amazing singer he's not an amazing instrumentalist in the way like Eric Clapton's an amazing guitar player and Paul Butterfield's an amazing harmonica player Muddy Waters has this very specific voice and Joni Mitchell has a very specific voice it actually kind of makes sense if like if you just heard two Bob Dylan songs <laughs> and it's like yeah He's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's no Emmy Lou Harris. <laughs> yeah, because Tim, I, Tim Chang, am a huge Emmy Lou Harris fan now. <laughs> uh, 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 but I, Tim Chang, am like whatever about Bob Dylan. Yeah, he is like he is like whatever. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Also, like we said, like I said, when we were watching, it's like not not the. A weird place to to drop Tim Chang in on Bob Dylan. I guess yeah. indicative of a time, but like that's not that's not quite. If I were to draw a paint a picture of what when I think Bob Dylan, not mm-hmm. this era per se. That's fair. Uh, this is before uh, he got super big. No, this uh, is after. after he's been. Oh, this is after. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So so uh, the thing we showed you at the very beginning, that YouTube thing, that was from 1966. This is from 76. So 66, he had already been big for a while. Three or four years i guess i think freewheeling bob dylan was like 63 maybe i don't know but uh, around anyway, then, though. you know but he was already kind of a phenomenon then he kind of went to the in the electric thing uh um and then kind of dropped off the face that you know uh, he like stopped touring and everything and kind of this was just him sort of getting out and about again a little bit um, and he's on tour this summer. <laughs> I'm oh, he's still him. alive. Are you going to that? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he is still alive uh, and 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 still recording, doing his uh, uh, um, doing his thing. Uh, uh, and he'll be playing at Americana Rama with Wilco see, and with Wilco and uh, my morning jacket. Yeah, it'll be fun. I bet it is. I, I I was thinking about going to that. I just didn't pull the trigger. I'm going to the one in Mountain View. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be fun. Everybody's going to Mountain View one. Just say, come up just and say, say hi. Say hi to Mel. Just come up and say yeah. hi. Yeah, yeah. Get on board. Let me listen to I Shall Be Released, which is a song by the band that everyone collaborated on. Uh, Yeah, it's it's one they wrote with With Dylan. Dylan. I I actually can't remember if it's... They they wrote it together if it's credited solely to Dylan, but it was on the first album. It was on music from Big Pink. uh, uh, And 
it, it's it, for me it's definitely one of those ones that and I'm curious to see what you think like you talked about uh, um, uh, I think it was Night the Dribble Dixie Down that had that sort of like old time or like you know kind of timeless feel and this one for me feels like like if you told me this was like a spiritual or like something that had been around for a hundred years I'd be like oh yeah I, I believe that uh, just because yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it has such you know uh, uh, um, weight weight it's got weight to it uh, <laughs> it, it feel it feels like it feels like it's got history in it but uh, it was uh, it's not that old it's not that old at all guys well I feel like this episode was maybe the most <laughs> I, this is the most agreeable Tim Chang's been I well I mean like. the music was good like yeah I'm not, I can't you I didn't, can't, I you didn't, can't you can't fight the band you can't fight no. the band yeah like they they're like they may not be your favorite kind of music they may not mm-hmm. be a thing but like I, I i think it would be tough to go uh about the band yeah. like well the thing yeah. is like i liked like uh, i mean like i like i like country music mm-hmm. um folk music and you know rock and roll such as uh, all American rejects, <laughs> the Killers, the sure, killers. yeah, yeah, yeah. All, the, all the big Interpol, ones, Taylor, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, um, sure, yeah. But like when you combine them all together, it's like oh, it's like nice music. It's good for my ears. So. I can't wait to show you Wilco. Oh, I know Wilco. I've heard Wilco before. Yeah, I've this. Heard, I've heard I mean, if Wilco. we're talking about bands that sound like this now. I think Wilco tops yeah, that list. Yeah, I would. I would say that that you know I, they they definitely don't sound exactly like this, but they've they've had that same sort of like. They started started with something that was a very specific kind of sound, did that very well, and then continued to evolve. And I think mm-hmm. you know the band definitely did that. The uh, the kind of multi instrumentalist thing. Uh, um, uh, Wilco is different for a bunch of different reasons, but yeah. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, like there's the, there's a bit of that kind of tradition and continuum. Um, and and great yeah, live band. I, yeah, and one of one, certainly certainly my favorite working band today. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see them. And uh, I, I, if you like the band, I bet you'll uh, get, yeah, I bet you can get into Wilco. Well, great, an agreeable Tim Chang. An agreeable what would Tim you, Chang. What would you yeah. rate this out of uh, one to ten? Uh, cocaine boogers uh, <laughs> and Neil Young's nose. And in this instance, cocaine boogers are a good thing, a and that's something thing. that will give us. Tens of hours of work, uh, right, right. In, in, <laughs> in this, yeah, in this scale of measurement, ten cocaine boogers mm. would be the best. Yeah. So one to ten cocaine boogers. Where does the band fall on Tim Chang's? Uh, give me, give me ten cocaine boogers, guys. All really? Right. I, I think All I'm gonna right. go download. Uh, I mean, buy the uh, album. Uh, great. Well, ten cocaine boogers, you guys. Uh, Tim Chang sleeps in a little ball. That's another thing mm-hmm. I want people to take away. <laughs> when it's from cold. Uh, <laughs> still, mm, I don't need that last part. Tim Chang sleeps in a little ball. Yep. Uh, Mel Cowan. That's me. Uh, which I'll never get wrong again. Uh, <laughs> can be seen at the UCB Theater on Saturday nights at seven with Sentimental Lady. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, funny videos online with Madeline Walter under mm-hmm. Madeline and Mel, right? On Funny yeah. Die. Yeah, yeah. I fucking did a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you did it. I just did my homework over time. I just know these things. You know good, what I mean? Good. Good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what's your Twitter account? Oh, uh, it's at I am not Mel Cowan. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anything else you want me to say? I think. Uh, I no, no, thanks. For no, absolutely. They, uh, thanks for letting me hang out. Yeah, man, that was super fun. Thank you. Uh, and and you know, thanks for the food, Tim. Tim's Tim's Mediterranean food wasn't half bad. Yeah, so. yeah. it was very tasty. It was great. Uh, a, more rice than uh, than ne- I would have been necessary. I'll week, say it necessary. <laughs> uh, uh, um, but uh, but certain certainly enough. Certainly yeah. enough rice. That was very good. Enough rice. All right, great. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys.
Thank you so much for listening to The Education of Tim Chang. I very much appreciate it. If you'd like to check out our other episodes, go to theeducationoftimchang.com. They are all up there. Uh, you can like us on Facebook to get some extras every now and again. Uh, and if you'd really like to help us out, uh, the best thing you can do is to leave us a rating and or a review in the iTunes store. Uh, that is very helpful for us, so I'd appreciate that if you got the time. That's about it for today. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Shutter it Island. Sounds good. Shutter, Shutter Island. <laughs> God damn it, Tim Chang. <laughs>